Hi, this is Dr. Mike Chupp, and you are listening to CMDA Matters, the weekly podcast of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. Friends, this is the final podcast of 2022 and brings three years of this CMDA Matters podcast to a conclusion. Joining me in the studio today is Mr. George Courtney, our Vice President of Stewardship, who's going to keep us on task today to do this year in review. Welcome to CMDA Matters, uh, George. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. It's so good to be with you today on CMDA Matters. Excited for how God has continued to bless the ministry of CMDA this year. Just like last year, this is a a, a role reversal. The shoe is on the other foot because I'm going to be answering instead of asking the questions this week. Yes, it's great to be here, Mike. And as we get started, I wanted to congratulate you and CMDA on CMDA Matters. It's really exciting to see that Spotify, one of the platforms that we use to broadcast uh, CMDA Matters, recently ranked CMDA matters in the top 10% of followed podcasts in the area of religion and spirituality. Yeah, George, I I got this email from Eric Willingham, who distributes the podcast each week. And he said, hey, Mike, you want to take a look at this from Spotify? And it was immediately endearing. I know that many people, including myself, listen on iTunes, uh, their podcast platform. But Spotify, more and more people are telling me they're listening on Spotify. So it was great to get this data. And they told us that we're in the top 10% of uh, religion and spirituality category. Also told us that the podcast is actually heard. I was surprised in uh, 20 countries that we are in the top 10% of podcasts that are most shared actually globally. I think that's because we have a number of missionaries who listen on a regular basis. And then for all categories, George, we are in the top 10% of most followed podcasts with over 40% of our listeners actually follow us regularly. That's awesome. All this great uh, news is encouraging. What are some of the goals that uh, you've had for CMDA Matters, and how's that maybe helping drive this success? And by the way, I am one of those Spotify junkies. Okay. I, <laughs> I use Spotify uh, to, to listen to CMDA Matters. It's a great platform. Well, first of all, I want to thank the team. We have a great production team. Rusty Sluter, who's our sound engineer, puts together the music and does all the editing. Great job. Mandy Moore is our director of communications who helps with guest invitations. And uh, we, have a, we meet on a regular basis and come up with what are topics. And what we try to do, George, in answer to your question, is we try to have variety. That's one of our goals. We try to go through our four pillars that we're going to get to here in a minute, the four pillars of ministry of CMDA, which are community, advocacy, service, and equipping. And we try to spread the topics as well as the experts over those four areas to make it interesting. And therefore, one of our goals is that even non-medical listeners, including spouses of our members of healthcare professionals, will be willing to listen. And I've had a fair amount of feedback from some of those spouses that they love to listen. That's great to hear, Mike. Uh, Those are wonderful goals for CMDA Matters. I think you're accomplishing that. I love the saying, teamwork makes the dream work. And no other place is that true than when it comes to a podcast like uh, CMDA Matters. So way to go, team, and um, making this 
a regular success like it's been on Spotify and other platforms. Thanks, George. I, I think the other thing is I appreciate you and Burt Jones and Jeff Barrows and Bill Reichert. Others have, I enjoy having a co-host because they bring variety perspective maybe as we discuss with our guest on the topic. So many people have contributed, I think, to the growth and outreach of this CMDA Matters podcast. So today, we really want to focus on what God is doing in and through the lives of individuals that we have the privilege of ministering with and to at CMDA. I'm thinking about how broad CMDA is today and thinking through that, how many ministries are now under this umbrella of CMDA? Well, I get asked that all the time, George, and I always have to smile. It depends a little bit on how you define a specific ministry. But I, I counted through them this morning, about 45 ministries. That includes 15 subspecialty sections, and those sections uh, have different kinds of activities, some of them very active, some not as. But as you look across those four years of ministry, more than 40. That means if you're listening today, there is a place for you to be involved in CMDA. Yeah, it's hard to think of an idea from someone out there, hey, does CMDA do this? It's pretty rare for us to say, no, you know, uh, in healthcare, as Christians, we don't do that we can plug them in quickly. Right, absolutely. So we talked earlier, you mentioned earlier that we at CMDA roll up our ministries into four categories, our KRAs, if you would, key result areas, community, advocacy, service, and equipping. And as we start down that journey today, just talking about the Lord's blessings here in 2022, let's start with campus and community ministries. Tell us a little bit about what has been happening there, some of the transitions, good things that are going on, legacies being left and followed, and uh, what's been happening this year? Yeah, this year we actually had, if you will, six, not just four, uh, as we've had for many years, but six regional directors because we were in transition, uh, both in the West. Mike McLaughlin retired, handed it over to Wes Earhart, who's in Sacramento. And in the Midwest, we had Alan Harmer, handed over to Connor Ham, who's in Cincinnati. And we've been looking at, at our national convention coming up in Cincinnati, and Connor has played a role as we prepare for that national convention in April. Now 331 schools where we have campus ministry. The really wonderful, praiseworthy thing about 2022 is we finally started coming out from under underneath the impact of the pandemic and quarantine and Zoom meetings and students and residents and grads finally started coming together for much needed fellowship. And that was even the theme of our national convention, together again. And people were starving, hungry. And so it's been a good time to relaunch. We're not back to where we were pre-COVID in terms of the numbers of students that are gathering and so forth, but it's coming back and it's coming back quickly, George. How can our listeners be praying for campus and community ministries, for students and residents and graduate ministries? Wow, is that a fantastic question. George, I, as in October, we traveled around. I was in eight cities on what we called our Thrive Campaign, Advancing Membership, and I was with a lot of students in a number of campuses. And on one campus in particular, a good group of med students came together, and we were talking about being open and being courageous and bold about pro-life views in particular. And one student, with a tremble in her voice, I remember saying, Dr. Shep, those things I believe with all my heart, I know they're biblically consistent uh, to protect the unborn, 
and other issues on sexuality and marriage. But when we even say anything in our environment, in our medical school, there is so much opposition and we are verbally persecuted. How can we stand up for Christ in this environment? And I had to say, I didn't face anything like that, George, when I was in medical mm-hmm. school. So my answer is mm-hmm. pray for our student groups, our campus advisors, our area directors as they interact with students, that they will provide encouragement and support so that they can be faithful in their walk with Christ and standing on truth at a time when it seems truth has been thrown out the window. Being brave and courageous today on that healthcare campus has to be a challenge. And even if they don't speak up, frankly, George, we've been seeing more and more of our groups, if they just put the label CMDA on their group, Research is done by the LGBTQ community to find out who CMDA is, and immediately that group is under fire. Well, that's certainly some meaningful ways that we can pray and and lift up these students and residents in prayer. So let's think about the whole area of advocacy, Jeff and his team, and all the the work that they did leading up to that uh, great announcement, that great court hearing and the, in the Dobbs case. What are some of the other opportunities that Jeff and his team, the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine, our state representatives, have had or are having in this whole arena of abortion and, and celebrating and supporting the life of the unborn? Well, clearly... In 2022, George, the place, the arena where we've been able to have the most impact has been at the state public policy level. Just because of the current administration in Washington, D.C., we've had more open doors state by state. And it seems like Nicole Hayes, our state public policy director, has been with us forever, but she hasn't. It's only been a year and a half, but we're so glad we had this network. Because of this Dobbs decision, then state by state, we were making efforts to try to support life-affirming laws and to try to limit, in states that are more liberal, try to limit the availability of abortion as much as possible. So we appreciate our members. I would say three different areas. We have many advocacy topics, issues that we deal with, but the big three in 2022, without question, were gender identity, the transgender tsunami, and, and fighting against that. And having some great victories, but also on abortion, as you as uh, you brought up because of Dobbs. And then third would be issues of conscience, protecting the consciences of Christians in health care. And so the abortion has been, uh, issue has been a big one for the last six months in ways that Jeff and his team have made a difference. There's a narrative out there because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade that now women who are having miscarriages or ectopic pregnancies uh, will not get care. And it's just so false. I've practiced in pro-life environments, and there is not a pro-life OBGYN who doesn't know the right thing to do when a woman is having an ectopic mm-hmm. pregnancy. It is just straightforward on what needs to happen. But the other side is giving a narrative to scare women to believe that their lives will be compromised uh, because of a lack of availability to uh, abortion. In Michigan, we mobilized members because they had a statewide amendment that came up in November. Uh, We've been working with a a member because in the Veterans Administration, federally administered, there were efforts to push 
professionals within the VA to provide abortion services. And some of our members just said, no, uh, help us, uh, CMDA. And we linked them with uh, ADF to push back against the VA. And then finally, we've just recently been working again with Alliance Defending Freedom in a lawsuit against the FDA mm. because they removed the what's called a REMS to restrict the use of mif- mifeprestone, the medical abortion drug, making it so that women had to go see a professional and be evaluated before getting that drug. And that REMS was was removed. And so uh, we, along with other organizations within the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine, are suing the FDA. The Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine uh, was launched in August. It is a collaboration between five different associations that believe in traditional Hippocratic medicine, CMDA being the largest, but also our friends at the Catholic Medical Association, the Coptic Medical Association of North America, Simana they call themselves, the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs, and finally the American College of Pediatricians, which is the counterpart to the American Academy of Pediatricians. They do a lot of work on the issue of gender identity and gender dysphoria. As you think about advocacy, what would be one of the highlights that stands out in your mind this year? So glad you asked because the key highlight of 2022, without question, is the final victory in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, federal court, for what we have called the transgender mandate case that dates back. Dr. David Stevens asked the board for permission, and they gave it in 2016 when the Obama administration gave out this mandate uh, associated with the Affordable Care Act that all healthcare professionals had to provide gender-affirming care if requested. And also abortion services were thrown in. And so mm-hmm. for six years, back and forth between a district court, circuit court in Texas, Louisiana, and finally in August, we got a permanent injunction And just in the last two weeks, the uh, federal government did not appeal to the Supreme Court. So that means the permanent injunction that was given to us in August is a true, it's a permanent injunction to stay. And in the Eighth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, a similar result, all uh, with the help of Beckett Law. So we are praising God for those who are members. Now, it, it only applies to our official members of CMDA. Then they are protected from any federal punishment for refusing to participate on the basis of conscience or professional opinion in gender-affirming treatments, thank as, well, as well as abortion, actually. Oh, thank the Lord for that. Amen. Uh, well, let's transition and think for a moment about service. What is some of the highlights this year in the area of uh, service for CMDA? Well, just having global health outreach teams back out there, Dr. Trish Burgess and her staff ramping back up. We're certainly not to pre-COVID levels yet because mm-hmm. COVID's still out there and various countries still have regulations in place, uh, restrictions in place. But uh, we just had our team leader training here in December and the excitement for the long-serving team leaders who go around the world leading GHO teams, as well as new recruits to lead future teams, uh, that excitement was palpable. And uh, we're just grateful to God uh, that, we, that we can be out there. We're grateful to God that throughout the pandemic that friends of GHO and CMDA, through generous donations, uh, kept that ministry going, awaiting the opportunities to go overseas. And so so many different countries, so many different testimonies, thousands of commitments to Christ in the outreaches uh, with these teams. MEI, Medical Education International, has uh, especially got their sweet spot is going into creative access countries, whether in Asia 
or uh, East or West Africa and taking mm. medical education, using it as a tool to be able to respectfully and carefully present the gospel, the love of Jesus Christ through medical education. And so we're grateful behind some of these curtains, if you will, for the gospel, that our members are able to go do education to improve uh, health care provision in these countries and are welcomed with open arms by those governments. Well, another area that falls under this service, thinking more about domestically, how, how do we minister and how do we work domestically? What's happening on that uh, initiative? I had the opportunity to travel with Bill Reichert to Buffalo, New York, and to see what our ministry there is doing. And it really was an eye-opener for me because the Western New York group have been working for the last two or three years intensely to face the opioid crisis in North America, to bring together various ministries, secular, faith-based churches together to fight the epidemic. And so I had a chance for two days to see firsthand what they were doing there, and it really inspired us. And so what we've tried to do uh, here in the national ministry is to tell stories, to bring people on the podcast, to tell stories in our magazine, through all of our social media, our blogs, about fighting uh, the opioid epidemic. In our faith prescriptions curriculum, we have a module on doing ministry in the setting of addiction. So we've put that issue up. We uh, have a new section uh, over the last year and a half, the addiction medicine section. And those leaders have been helping us not only to be educated and equipped, but another E is to engage. Because so many of us know about it. We know 125,000 people a year are dying from opioid overdoses involving fentanyl. But engaging is the challenge. And so we have taken it as our uh, initiative to get more and more CMDA members uh, and others engaged in fighting the opioid epidemic as the Luke 4 manifesto that Jesus mm. had setting prisoners free. Yes. And the modern day slave in America is the addict. One of the other things I wanted to share about our missions efforts have been regional conferences, and we've called them remedy conferences. They're patterned a little bit after the Louisville conference that happens each year in November. But we have a conference in Southern California at the California Baptist University. It's, the conference in its, is in its third year. Uh, we'll be happening again this coming February 2023. Uh, we appreciate the relationship with the administration of that school, a very large liberal arts Christian school. And so excited about the recruitment efforts, bringing in experienced missionaries, talking about domestic and international. Also, for th this next year in April, we will have our first Remedy Conference at Liberty University in partnership with Liberty University College of Medicine. As we think about uh, this year, we want to move on to the area of equipping. And uh, our largest uh, equipping uh, ministry of CMDA is the National Convention. And wow, what a national convention we had this last April. Uh, Mike, take a couple of minutes. What was the highlights for you from this year's national convention? Well, it was a record attendance. <laughs> but without question, the highlight for me was the opportunity to interview Dallas Jenkins, uh, creator of The Chosen series. And I was sitting in the back during one of the plenary sessions, and a, a young couple came up to me afterwards. They were both family practice residents, and they said, Dr. Chubb, thank you for asking Dallas Jenkins and getting Dallas Jenkins to come and share with us. And 
honestly, we're on vacation and we don't have that much vacation. If you had not had Dallas on this program as a, as a speaker, we would not have taken vacation time to attend the national convention. <laughs> but we love the Chosen series. And so we're here at this convention because of that. What are some of the other ways that we seek to uh, equip members of CMDA and healthcare professionals? Well, without question, our premier teaching resource is our third generation faith and practice series called Faith Prescriptions. Over 20 modules have been produced and released on our CMDA Learning Center. Our Learning Center continues to be a busy place. I think nearly 5,000 times people have streamed one of the Faith Prescriptions episode since it was launched in 2021. It has gone global. It's being used all around the world. Mm. And uh, just short TED Talk kind of presentations by video, well done, high quality videos that allow then a group, whether it's students, residents, or grads, to then spend 45 minutes or so with some questions that we've provided to talk about what they've heard. And the the first 10 modules are those that are very similar to the previous two generations of Saline Solution and Grace Prescriptions, raising faith flags, telling faith stories, praying with patients, taking a spiritual history. But we've added so many other topics, and now yes. actually 25 episodes have been produced, and I said 20 have been released. So I want to encourage our members, others, go to the Learning Center, and uh, whether you're doing it one-on-one or one on uh, a group, uh, students or otherwise, it's a very powerful way to be able to encourage others and yourself to integrate spiritual interventions into your practice. The other curriculum uh, we, we have been continuing to promote and develop is Bridging the Gap, which is bringing medical science and the church together. And so our members, healthcare professionals, can take this curriculum, PowerPoint series, uh, facilitator's guide, student guide, into their churches and talk about some subjects that are the cutting-edge topics, controversial topics of our day, dealing with bioethics, beginning of life, end of life, right of conscience, gender, uh, sexuality, addictions. And then having in a, in a group, in a church, talking about these things, educating the church, the grassroots, because we want to impact the church with biblical principles of health care. And so this curriculum is our first that actually puts something in our members' hands, Christians in healthcare's hands, to, to help their pastors and their lay leaders deal with the difficult issues of our day. Well, I wanted to uh, begin to head towards closing this time, even though that's hard. I've really enjoyed our conversation today, just reminiscing about what God is doing through his people, CMDA. My wife, as you know, Rose and I both work in the ministries of CMDA. And what attracted the two of us to CMDA years ago was that the passion that the members of CMDA have that they are willing to use their influence in their local communities for the sake of the gospel, but without a group of people who are really dedicated to praying, to serving, and to generously financially supporting these ministries, CMDA would not happen. I've come to think of CMDA as the as Christian medics with a divine aroma. Mm. And this year, a verse that I have applied to CMDA is from Psalm 16, verse 3, in line with what you've just shared. The godly people in the land, George, are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. The godly mm. healthcare professionals in our country are my true heroes. And I have taken such pleasure and have been inspired by them this year. 
Well, here in just another uh, day, really two days from uh, the time of this podcast, uh, we'll finish 2022. And uh, it's been a it's been a great year. We've reflected on how the mission of CMDA has continued to go forth, how the gospel is being heard by uh, those in healthcare, and uh, so many opportunities. Again, the financial support is important as we finish the year. We have a great opportunity in the next couple of days to help us get over the top and meet our financial goal of $655,000. And we're uh, moving quite a ways towards that, but still need a little bit of help to finish up the year strong, just so we can be positioned in 2023. So as we think ahead to 2023, how can our listeners be praying for CMDA? What do you see on the horizon that really needs all of our members locking arms together, praying and working together towards commonly in 2023? Fewer and fewer Christians, it seems to me, are being admitted to medical schools. Uh, I don't know about dental schools and the others, but certainly medical schools. Fewer and fewer Christians, it seems like they're filtering Mm. out. Christians are being minoritized, if you will, in medical training. So pray that we can help facilitate undergrads to figure out how to run that gamut. Christians, Mm. those of faith, to be able to get a medical school, and that the ministry of evangelism, sharing the gospel and faith to medical students who don't know the Lord yet, so for campus and community ministries, for advocacy, in faith, we have taken with Dr. Jeff Barrows and his team a big step of faith. We have grown that ministry in a huge way, and never has conscience freedoms been more threatened without question across America. Some people in some states, conservative states, may think that they're not touchable. That is not true. As a missionary of 20 years in Africa, I just was blown away when I joined Dave Stevens here in Mm. 2016 at what is at risk right now, George. And so we have grown this advocacy ministry, the wonderful friends at ADF and Beckett and Christian Legal Defense Fund, all those, they look to us first at CMDA Mm. on the issues. Can you help us on these cases? Being involved in advocacy requires resources. And Mm. so Would you pray, would our listeners pray that God will provide champions for us to fund that ministry? Because dues doesn't touch it at all. It just, Mm -hmm. it's not enough. We need others to come alongside. And then in our missions ministry, that we would continue to be able to raise up harvest workers. It seems like we're on the verge of an economic recession, but another kind of recession is harvest workers being Mm -hmm. called to the field. And so pray against this recession. There's an attrition rate from retiring missionaries coming off field, sending agencies. Their presidents tell me, Mike, we're struggling to recruit. So pray the Lord of the harvest would send out workers into his harvest field. And then in equipping, the other area of faith in stepping out, we hired Pastor Burt Jones, who's now Vice President for Missions and Member Care. And our Center for Wellbeing, given the pandemic and all the difficult times that healthcare professionals are facing today, burnout, we are trying to provide more services than ever, uh, whether it's marriage, whether it's placement services that your wife Rose is involved in, malpractice, uh, burnout, coaching. We continue to grow all of those for our members' well-being. And again, that requires resources as we continue to grow that service to our members. Thank you, Mike. That certainly gives us a lot to pray for as we head into 2023. So encouraging. feels great to be a part of a vision to transform the world for Christ. Paul said to the Corinthians, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, 
but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. And so for those of you listening, have a tremendous New Year's you enter 2023 and our expressions of thanks to God, George Amen. and myself and our staff, we just want to share that with you, that you have encouraged us and caused us to go to the throne and praise God for providing the, this opportunity to serve our members. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.